Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Everybody, y'all listening to the voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show today. Uh, I, w- I want to just uh, share uh, something with you um, along your way um, to wherever it is you're trying to get to. You know, um, every everybody has a different definition for success. And I'm not I'm not here to tell you what yours should be. I mean, please pursue whatever you think success is. Aim as high as you can, though. Uh, that's for sure. My father used to say all the time, I'm sure you all have heard it in different variations, but he used to always say, aim for the moon just in case you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars. He'd say that to me all the time. So that always was in me to aim high. Now, he wasn't saying aim with the intent to miss. He was just saying aim in case you miss, you'll still be amongst the stars if you aim for the moon. But if you just aim for that first floor window and you miss it, you know, usually run into some type of wall and, and nothing happens. You slither down. You know, in my book, uh, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man, I told uh, people that men love three ways. They profess, they provide, they protect. And that's the core essence of a man's love. Well, there's some other P's in life, too. The number one thing you have to understand about trying to be successful, and I guess I call this the four P's. I may come up with five along the way. I don't know. I'm just talking as it's given to me, so. I'm going to start by saying that these are the four P's of 
uh, success that you have to get ready for. Number one is pressure. A lot of it is applied by the circumstance of what you're trying to go for and what you're trying to do. But a lot of it also is self-imposed pressure. It's, it's what you put on yourself to make it. It's, it's a sense of urgency. It's, it's a sense of necessity. But pressure is the first thing I want you to be ready for. And pressure comes in a lot of different forms. But it's going to be pressure. There's an old saying that pressure busts a pipe. See, that's why most people turn around because of the pressure of trying to be successful. I want you to get it in your mind that it is going to be a pressurized situation on your rise to the top. Pressure. But understand that that is what it is. It's not going to change. That's it. Prepare yourself. Get ready for there to be pressure. The second thing I want you to understand is when you receive this pressure, you have to persist. You got to stay at it. You got to develop a doggedness. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there's a song out that says, why must I feel like that? Why must I chase the cat? Nothing but the dog in me. That's a funny line in that song because really I was thinking about it one day. I was humming it and and, and, it, and it occurred to me, said, why must I feel like that? Why must I chase the cat? Nothing but the dog in me. And, you know, now you could take it in the literal sense that cat chases the dog because it's innately it's in his spirit that cats and dogs are a lot of times enemies. Now, people have pets and have proven that if you show love on both sides, they can exist, and that happens too. But naturally, innately, when your cat goes by a dog and your dog don't recognize him, there's some barking going on. I'm talking about just walking through the neighborhood or something. So, But the reason that this dog is so persistent towards this cat is just because it's in him. It's innately in him. And what I'm saying to you, just using that as an analogy, is that you got to be, you got to be persistent in that you got to develop some dog in you now because pressure takes some fighting back. See, if you don't fight back against pressure, pressure busts a pipe. So what you think it'll do to you? Pressure crack walls. Pressure causes explosions. So if you don't fight back to hold it in, you understand? Pressure does most people in. The simple thing called pressure. The, the weight of what it feels like to want to be successful every single day, over and over and over and over and over. It's just too much pressure. People crack. You got to persist. You have to persist. You can, the thought of giving up can come but you got to get it out. You got to persist. The next thing I want you to think about is another something that I've been thinking about for years and learned for years. It's called perseverance. To persist means to, to, to insist. Key word in, insist, in persist is insist. You must, you must insist that this is going to happen. 
Now, the, the persist, I'm assuming, means it's a proaction. It's some type of proaction that you go towards it to make it, you know, persist. You got to be persistent. You got to be constantly at it. Insisting that it happens, you got to be constantly at it. But the next thing I want you to remember is perseverance. Perseverance is important. Perseverance means that when you've done your best, when you've persisted, when you're fighting back against the pressure, perseverance simply means I'm going to hang in here. If if a crack come in the pipe, I'm going to hang in there. If the pipe bust, I'm going to keep going. If I got to put duct tape, mud, whatever I got to put on this thing, man, I'm going to use perseverance. I'm going to stay with it no matter what. So we looking at the three things again. You got to understand that it's going to be pressure, that you're going to have to persist. Keyword in persist is insist. You have to insist that no matter what the pressure is, I'm going to stay with it. But then perseverance, if it goes wrong, man, you got to get in there and keep fighting. But then Lord have mercy. Nothing helps you handle the three P's better than the fourth P. You got to pray. You got to use prayer. You got to talk to God. You got to use faith. You got to have some conferences with him late at night, early in the morning, in the middle of the afternoon, when you're on the train, when you're driving. You got to talk to God, man. You got to get yourself some help along the way. Nothing is bigger than prayer. There is nothing bigger than prayer. Prayer will help you overcome the pressure. Prayer will help you stay persistent. And Lord have mercy, prayer will help you persevere. Them is the four Ps. God gave that to me. I'm passing it on. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's about that time of the morning. I don't know if you've uh, come to the conclusion or not. It's Steve Harvey Morning Show. On and popping. Shirley Strawberry. Uh, good morning. It is popping. Yes, it is. Hey, excuse me. I can't, I can't go no further. Is it a reason why we looking at your legs on the Zoom call this morning, Mr. Miles? Okay. okay I was so going to nah, say, I, nah, I see my head. I done got on Zoom so we could all see each other. But now, if you're going to talk about my leg, then I'm finna turn it off. Well, I'm not how talking you wanna, about how you wanna it, but do I'm, this? I'm, but you, your leg is the biggest thing in the camera. I'm just concerned okay, about we, you. Are you doing okay? Is I'm everything fine. I'm all a, right this, down this there? The, my, this my makeup chair. I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm oh, I see what you said. Oh, you in a chair. I'm in a director's chair. I'm fine. Oh, no wonder you so tall. My bad. Hey, Carla Pharrell. <laughs> <laughs> because I was living for the moment if you would have said you thought he was in a high chair. <laughs> I was living Carla. Oh, it was there, but I okay. thought it was a little bit too early. He seemed a little tight about to set up. <laughs> and the I knees wanna, and all that. Okay. I didn't want to. If, if you don't like my legs, how about I don't be on here? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know how you go. Love really? Love. Junior. I thank you up morning, everybody. Appreciate it. Now, if you Tommy in the building. Yay, yeah, yay. Yeah, I'm in the building, Uncle Steve. Uh, tall chair. Sun right here. is shining. Oh, uh, some business you got with Tommy? Well, I don't know if I got business with him, Junior. 
<laughs> but <laughs> let me, ladies, ladies, yes, Carla please. and Shirley. Uh-huh. I don't know if y'all recall there was a, a sugar honey iced tea talking moment uh, going on about the uh, Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and I just wanted to inform uh, Mr. Miles that the Nuggets is down two games to none. I know that. I know that. Just thought I'd bring that up. Don't slight them, though. They good now. Don't slight them. Good. (laughs) Come on. The Clippers was good. good. Oh, wait. I got Rockets was good. Oh, come on, man. We ain't got nothing to do with this, dog. No, no. How, how was, was Cleveland the last ten years? The Cleveland Browns. was great in 2016. No, the Browns. The oh, Browns. It's been four. Oh, the Browns. We, we, this is a whole other sport. Oh, we, oh, we switching sports? <laughs> yeah, we switching. <laughs> well, yes, we well, let's switch sports and let's go with the Browns. Just won Sunday. Did Houston? Oh, Houston oh, lost. Oh, we switched sports. Houston <laughs> lost to the Ravens. Same team, Browns lost to the Ravens. Then the Cleveland won. Then the Texans lost again. God, dog. What is y'all wanting? Y'all is 0-2? Yes. Y'all, yes. Uh, we're going to correct yeah, you, Brad. Uh, we are 0-2. Yes, we are. Well, we is 1-1. One one. <laughs> <laughs> so we just silly. need to stop talking, Tommy. We just need to shut up till we get away. Man, I ain't worried about him, man. Thank y'all, uh, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> All right, See listen, y'all guys. being healthy. Get ready for the CLO. That's coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, uh, time now for Steve's favorite segment, Ask the CLO, the Chief Love Officer. Are I'm you ready, ready, Shirley. All yeah. right, this one is from Darsha in Colleen, Texas. She says, I've been dating a soldier for the past year, and he will disappear at times and blame it on a covert, uh, covert mission at work. He gets testy when I question him about anything <laughs> concerning his job, so I have to accept covert. whatever he tells me. Uh, yesterday, I was talking to him about work, and he said that several women on the base want him. I was like, what does that mean? He said, I need to secure my spot because the competition is fierce. Yeah. I asked, I asked him what that meant. He said, figure it out. Is this some kind of game? Of course it is. Yeah. I can't tell you how many uh, how many covert missions I've been on in my illustrious career as a player. Oh. Uh, covert you in the missions. Military. You know, I wasn't in the military, but that's what I called it too, Carl. I want a covert mission. <laughs> Oh, you a damn, we ain't even in war right now. What the hell is he talking about? You on a base somewhere. You ain't on no base Liar. with no covert mission, dog. Mm-hmm. Now, all these women that want him on the base, why don't you let them have him? Uh-oh. Yes. I you know, agree, secure too. your position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that. What you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You know, look, okay. look, look. I got he's a soldier and all that, but if he want to play Mr. Military all damn time, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you play Miss Military. Go AWOL. Oh, uh oh. You know, action. you know, since we doing military terms, mm-hmm. why don't you go AWOL and reduce the rations? <laughs> <laughs> all right, now. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, CLO, here we go. Charles in Norfolk says, I've been married for eight years, and every once in a while I watch porn and I pleasure myself. My wife does not understand it, so I try to hide it from her as much as possible. She walked in on me in the shower the other day, and I was taking matters into my own hands. She yelled, mm-hmm. Stop it! And then she turned out, she turned, uh, she ran out and uh, said she wanted a divorce, okay? She ran out, said she wanted a divorce. She's a drama queen, so I kept on doing what I was doing. She thinks I have a problem and I need to go to counseling. We have a healthy sex life, so I don't see what the problem is. Have you heard of uh, needing counseling for this? Well, if you're in the shower by yourself and you have a healthy Healthy sex life, what's wrong, dog? (laughs) What is what is you in there with yourself? He oh. like him better than her. That's all. But you in the shower though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't like to sit down nowhere. Mm. You standing up for it. Yeah. <laughs> Making a lot of noise. I'm scared to get in on this. I want to so bad. You, you, you don't. You know must the line. be 17. <laughs> What'd you say, Steve? You must be what? He must be 17. <laughs> Standing up yeah. in the shower for what is the, I don't the, I don't understand. Yeah, bro. See, you said you've been married eight years and you watch porn to pleasure yourself, and your wife don't get it, so you try to keep it from her. What? When you was in that shower by yourself, y'all y'all got TV in the shower? You got video <laughs> yeah. playing there, or you just pleasuring just yourself? That's what I was thinking. How hard was you thinking, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty rough, mm-hmm. dog. Man, you and must have, have a, a lot. healthy sex life. That's the issue. And, and right? he got a lot on his mind. <laughs> his is more, though. Clearly. That's what that is. His yeah. is more. Now, she wants a divorce, so you just kept on doing what you were doing. Well, go, well bring the papers in here. If you're going to listen to me, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they could just I, I got you. Shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the door so the kids don't come by. Get out of here, Damien. <laughs> Damien. <laughs> but people, oh, there, there is counseling for, for things such as this. <laughs> yeah. He get to keep the TV. I'm keeping Some the TV. Counseling, yeah. yeah. I don't know what yeah. he needs. Something. Yeah. yeah. Before you go to divorce, though, I would definitely seek some sort of counseling. I don't want to divorce necessarily. All right. Uh, we're moving on. Susie in Arizona says, I'm engaged to a 29-year-old man, and he has a weird relationship with his mama. He was engaged before, but it didn't work out. He got the engagement ring back, and his mama is wearing it. It's a nice diamond, and I have to see it whenever I see her. His mom is married, but my fiance caters to her. If I get a nice gift, he gets her a little something too. For my birthday, I got a huge bouquet of roses. His mama sent me a pic of the bouquet he bought her the same day. He says he loves making her smile. Is this normal, weird, or is he a straight up mama's boy? Get out. No, it's uh, it's a little, uh, the mama wearing the ring that he bought the other girl, that's weird. Yeah. Him buying his mama flowers is not weird. Her texting you a picture of the flowers like nah 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 nah. That's yeah. weird. Um, yeah, true. But I, I think. Go ahead, true. Tommy. Let me ask you something, Augustine. It's not weird that he's sending 
flowers to his mama on the same day he's sending it to his girl? That ain't weird? Well, it's not weird to send your mama flowers, but it is weird if you send them on the same day. You know, I'm getting something from my. Let me get mama because I like to make her smile. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, you, you, it'd be happy, better if more people treated their mamas well, but she sent a picture of them to the girlfriend. Like, you ain't the only one. Yeah. Got some damn flowers. <laughs> mama's today. petty, and right. he is a mama's boy. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think that there is some signs of mama boyism in here. <laughs> Because the mama. Wait, mama hold up. up. You just wait, made wait, up wait, a word. Adverb. I love his yes. adverb. What is it? Steve. What is there it? is a hint of mama boyism yes. uh, on this hill because she got on the ring yes. that was his fiance that she felt should have been her ring anyway. Uh, if you get involved in this situation, you will be marrying the entire family. You just uh-huh. need to know that. Uh-huh. Mama boyism. Mama boyism. Mama boyism. <laughs> there's a word for mamas who like their sons like this. You know what I mean? Oh, oh uh, yeah. Steve, what you think? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's called apronitis. <laughs> Apr- apron strings. I get yeah, it. That's uh-huh. apronitis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming up next, and you will run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in (laughs) entertainment news, yesterday, Ellen DeGeneres talked about her controversy and toxic work environment allegations during her new season premiere. Plus, today is National Voter Registration Day. Voter Registration Day today, people. Let's go. We got work to do. Yeah, we'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is in the building with Run That Prank Back, which you got for us, Neff. Guess who's moving next door? Let's go, people. Come on, cat. Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Mr. Is it Dolan? Dolan? Dolan, Dolan. Mr. Dolan? Yes, sir. How you doing? My name is uh, 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 Clifford. Clifford. Yeah, what can I do for you, Mr. Uh, you, you, you live at um, uh, Cheshire Drive? Why do you want to know that? Uh, well, actually, I, I, I'm, I'm at 1623. I bought, I bought the, uh, I, I actually bought the house that was for sale next door to you. Oh, okay. Well, well congratulations. But how did you get my number? Uh, well, actually, the realtor told me that he, he had your number because I said I wanted to reach out to the neighbors next door, and he, and he told me that Mr. Dolan was actually the person next door, and and uh, he didn't think you would mind me me actually getting the number. Okay, well, I'll talk with the realtor uh, later, but what can I do for you, sir? Well, well what, I, what I wanted to know is, do, do you have any problems like living next door to, 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 to black people? I'm sorry, what did you just ask me? I mean, like, like I, you know, like I said, I just bought the place next door, and I wanted to know, do you have any problems, you know, living next door to black people? Uh, no, sir. Uh, I have no problem. I'm assuming you're a black man, and uh, I have no problem with that. Uh, I judge people by their actions, not their color. Okay. Now, do you do you do you have any any black people experience? Well, yeah, I've worked with, gone to school with, have several friends of many different ethnicities. Uh, but what is it? What's this 
How is this relative? Well, you know, like I say, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be living next to you, and I, I'm just making sure that you know you and I can coincide or coexist with, rather uh, on on the same block and not really have a problem with one another. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Well, do you have a problem with white people? Uh, no, no, no. I don't have a problem with white people. I, uh, I, I'm cool. I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure, you know. Uh, I mean, because we and you already have a bit of a problem already, you know. Oh, oh so, we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we have a problem. I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm bothering me while I'm at work. What's your problem? Okay. Well, my problem is this: is that you know, after purchasing the property, I went downtown to the city and actually looked at, you know, the the layout of this entire property. And when I look at it. You actually twenty five, close to thirty feet over the property line. Well, no, you look at the wrong map. No, no, the fence that separates my backyard from your backyard, you are thirty feet over that. That's impossible. You know, no, no. Listen, and I know this now. Let me, let me. I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I look at you. Got a jacuzzi in your backyard, right? Oh, so you've been, you've been spying on me. No, I haven't been spying on you, sir. I'm just telling you, close to that, not far from that fence line, don't don't you have a jacuzzi there? Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Yes. Okay. Now the pool is the pool is okay, but but if I if I push that fence line back 30 and actually get the property that I'm supposed to have, I pretty much own your 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 jacuzzi, your hot tub. I see. Okay. Let me tell you something. Uh, I've been in that house for 10 years. We put that fence up when we moved in, and it was based on the property line that was that was set when uh, 10 years ago. I don't know what you're looking at, but my fence is not moving. My jacuzzi's not moving, and there's there's no changing that. Okay. Well, let me let me let me. I'm glad you 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 voice what you wanted to voice. Now 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 you hear you hear old Clifford out. Let me tell you something. Uh, Either we're going to take the fence line and move it where it's supposed to be, or we're going to put a gate between uh, uh, our two yards, and I'm going to be able to come and get in this jacuzzi and pool whenever I want to. All right, let's let's let's, let's talk about this. First of all, there's not going to be any gate, okay? And, and as far as you just coming over and getting in the jacuzzi at will, uh, i got a real problem with that. Uh, you've called me at work. Uh, I'm on the job, and I'm having to listen to this on a future neighbor uh, who, who's making weird claims about how he owns part of my land. that. I own the jacuzzi, sir. No, no, you did not pay for that jacuzzi. You did not pay for that fence. You just showed up making a, he called me at work and, 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 and then hand me some story uh, with no evidence. I'll go down to city hall and look at those papers myself because I don't trust the word you're saying. I've been there for 10 years. I've had 10 other neighbors in that backyard. Y'all cycle through once a year, I swear, and I've never had any problems with them until you come along. This is some Okay, well, I tell you what. Here's, here's something you need to understand. You got a new black neighbor, and you got a new black neighbor that owns part of, owns your jacuzzi because you're over the fence line. All right? And as soon as I move in, I'm coming and I'm getting in my jacuzzi. You will, man. You know what I mean? This no. Move into that. I'm going to use the jacuzzi on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You get it on Tuesday, Thursday, and the weekend. That's it. Because part of this damn jacuzzi belongs to me. The jacuzzi is owned by a black man and a white man. And we're going to get along. Bottom line. Look here. Listen here, you. Who are you to dictate what days I get to use my 
jacuzzi. Because it's not just your jacuzzi. It's not just your jacuzzi. It's our jacuzzi because you you built it. That's the only thing that makes it yours. It being on my part of the property helps make it mine. So therefore, we're going to share this damn jacuzzi and we're going to try to get it. In my jacuzzi, I'm tossing your across the fence. I will be there Mondays, Wednesdays, and you ain't gonna be. I will be standing at my jacuzzi with a shotgun. You take one step over to my property, my property line. I swear, if I could jump through this phone, I'd wring your neck. You know who's gonna be in there with me? Who? Who the gonna be in there? I'm gonna have Cuttingham in the damn jacuzzi. Who? Cuttingham. My coworker. <laughs> Hey, man, this is Nephew Tommy, man. Your, your, your boy cutting out got me to prank phone call you. This, oh, that. Oh, payback to. <laughs> we got you, man. We got you. You got me good. Hey, I got one more thing to ask you, man. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey's radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> no, there you almost no. had it. About hey. this jacuzzi hot tub. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> it's on my side. It's not on your side. It's on my side. What? I can get in it whenever I want. That was a good okay. ass prank that time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> when you come home, don't be surprised if I'm in the hot tub because that's our hot tub. It's our <laughs> black man. You a white man. Okay. We going to get along. Black folks and white folks got to get along. It's ours. <laughs> How do you come up with this ignorance? Play too much. That's that yeah. left side, Shirley. That left side of the cerebrum, of my brain. Okay, I think from the left. You know, I'm, Tommy's on the left. Thomas Miles is on the right. Ugh, I can't stand him. But Tommy, Tommy, cool. Thomas Miles, ugh, he difficult. He, he can't right, stand you. his damn self. <laughs> That's basically wow. what he said to me. Wow. Yeah. All right. Thank you, nephew. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news. And uh, today is National Voter Registration Day. We'll talk about all of that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In entertainment news, yesterday, Ellen DeGeneres addressed her controversy and toxic work environment during her season 18 premiere. Mm. Take a listen. How was everybody's summer? Good? Yeah? Mine was great. <laughs> Super terrific. I'm so happy to be back in the studio. There are a lot of things I want to talk about. I've been looking forward to addressing it all directly, and unfortunately, talking directly to people has been illegal for six months, so I have a virtual audience here instead. Here you all are. You look beautiful, and I'm sure you smell great. That's what I'm imagining anyway. All right, let's get to it. Um, as you may have heard, this summer there were allegations of a toxic work environment at our show. And then there was an investigation. I learned that things happened here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously and I want to say I am so sorry to the people who were affected. I know that I'm in a position of privilege and power and I realize that with that comes responsibility and I take responsibility for what happens at my show. This is the Ellen DeGeneres Show. I am Ellen DeGeneres. My name is there. My name is there. My name is on underwear. <laughs> we have had a lot of conversations over the last few weeks about the show, our workplace, and what we want for the future. We have made the necessary changes, and today we are starting a new chapter. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She addressed it head on. I like that, Ellen. Let's hope mm -hmm. that works out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
Several current and former staff members allege they faced harassment, intimidation, and racism. According to People Magazine, in late July, Warner Brothers launched an internal investigation and spoke to 270 of Ellen's employees, and she publicly apologized, and three top producers were fired. From yeah. the Ellen show. Well, yeah. you know, she took responsibility for it as yeah. her name She's is on the show. But, you know, a, a person, you can't know what all of your employees are doing. And the sad thing about uh, some producers and stuff is they take on the power because they yes. feel like because they're a producer, they take on a certain power. And they wield it in a way that maybe not even the star would do. You know, you better talk about, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you've all seen people who have been (laughs) in power and have just been abusive with their power, you know, and and that's not what that may not, that's not what Ellen has been about since I've known her. Well, I like the fact that she addressed it, I do, and came clean and publicly apologized. I liked all that, okay. Uh, switching gears. A programming note, tomorrow morning, check this out, people. Tomorrow morning, Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden will be our special guest. Yeah, Our yeah. special guest, okay? Uh, don't forget, Joe Biden will be our special guest in the morning. And finally, today is National Voter Registration Day. How about that, right? If, if your right to vote means anything to you, and we certainly hope it does on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, please, please, please make sure you're registered. You can learn about your voter rights and requirements. Be informed by checking where your polling place is. This is a day of action. We need all registered eligible voters to participate in our democracy. Absolutely. Right, Steve? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, this is not this is it's, this is go time. Yeah. This yeah. is the time for everybody who wants a change to 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 participate in making the change. Right. The only way we can Being change something is we got to vote. That's, That's nice. all. It's just mm-hmm. simple as that. Mm-hmm. If we vote, we can change things. Prove to me your vote. If you vote, you will prove to yourself one thing or another. It counts or it don't count. And there's no way you can vote and think it don't count. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, it's, sir. It's just no way. Absolutely. Please, please, I'm asking everybody to vote. Yes, you yes. will make a huge difference. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And see, we have only 42 days left. 42 days left until the November 3rd election. You can go right now to vote.org. And uh, get your dates and all of that. Today is National Voter Registration Day. Make today count. Make it count. Early vote. Do what you have to do. Find out when all that is today. All right? We're not Coming playing up in- with y'all. I just want nah. to know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is serious. This, this is serious. our lives. Vote as if your life depended on it. Now, coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, Steve is going to tell us what he's watching on TV (laughs) right after this. (laughs) These are things you want to say to your mate. That you really can't. But you really can't. Every man in a relationship at one point has wanted to say these things. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. If you got a hangnail on your foot, don't rub that up against mine. Oh, no. You know what I'm saying? No, please don't. Come on, man. Don't. How you don't know that's scratching everything? No. I know it's sexy to throw your leg across mine, but let me just tell you something. <laughs> 
Watch that, yourself, Jay. When we first met, uh-huh. when we first like hooked up, that <laughs> leg was a lot lighter. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> right there. Right there. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't get in trouble. That's I'm just saying it's not gonna stay that long. <laughs> That's like I love you, but that leg is a little <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. A, I hate him with everything. Yeah. It's fibrous, my dude. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Right. That yeah, leg man. is not as light as it was when we met. Yeah. It's the weight on that, that leg. That leg is cutting off my circulation. <laughs> under there talking about, yeah. help me, help me. Yeah. I'm about, like, about to lose a foot. I'm, about, I'm already diabetic. <laughs> I need You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So yesterday, of course, uh, we were all on Zoom. We were talking about what we're watching on TV. Uh, however, before quarantine days, uh, Steve wouldn't normally participate in our TV show conversations, right? No, but he wouldn't. now Steve is like leading the charge. Okay, he's been feeling left out, and uh, he wants to engage in our TV show or binge watching conversation. So, Steve. Tell us and tell everyone what you've been watching and and what's so good about it. You got to tell us. Ain't nothing on the (laughs) air better than court cam. (laughs) Boy, court cam is is they show the inside of courthouses around the nation from Uh a camera view. Boy, let me tell you something. (laughs) There's some people who have made the decision to make crime a lifestyle and I see nothing else they could do. <laughs> I truly do understand uh-huh. at, at the mental capacity of some of these people why crime was chosen. Our oh. schooling must not have worked. Mm, really? You know, going to this uh going down to the seminary, that was out. Uh-huh. You know, DeVry, military, <laughs> none of that. None of that. You got all that for watching court cam. Man, court cam got people on there making, not only was the decision to commit the crime that got them in court wrong. Okay. Uh Okay. Uh Once they in court, the time that I've watched accumulate after they got to court. Listen, man, we've gone from simple misdemeanors where we are here to just set your bail Mm-hmm. You make bail, you go home. Right. Okay. Uh, I've seen yeah. cases where you come in and you pay the fine and you go home. All races. White people are my favorite. <laughs> so, okay, Steve, so what happened? This is not what happens in um, court cam, is what you're saying? Court cam uh-huh. is the fools that go before the judge and make decisions. And through through the conversation, boy, boy, have no respect I'm, for anything. I'm talking about just adding time. To judge okay. anything. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm, I'm give, me, give me, give me an like, example. Yeah, give us an Hit this dude in Detroit. He go before the black judge. She a woman. Uh-huh. Nice looking sister too. And what's his ethnicity? I take that. He black. Okay. okay. He talking to the lady. Blank that. <laughs> B. You're, you what? blank, you blankety blank, the blank, blank. That wow. sister said, who you talking to? Get out of my court. Get out of my court. Rushed him out the court, sentenced him, brought him back in. Gave this dude about 38 years. When he came back in, he was a new man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> 
in Jesus' name, I am so unworthy of your kindness. And forgive me, oh ma'am. All right, Steve. <laughs> we'll be watching. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, tell me something good news. Deion Sanders, prime time, is headed to Jackson State University. We're going to talk about it right after this. Coach Prime in the building. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, we're celebrating HBCUs all, all this week. Yeah, and it we is are. time now to tell me something good, tell you something good. Tell this good news is from our home good. station in Jackson, Mississippi, Kixie 107.5, okay? Uh-huh. We have to say, <laughs> we need a drum roll for this because we're excited about this. We have to say congratulations mm. Come on. To our friend, our family member, Deion Sanders, prime time, baby. Prime. Yeah. Prime, prime time prime. is now the head football coach at Jackson State University. All right. Yeah. The greatest cornerback of all time. <laughs> coach Prime. Yeah, of course Woo. we know Deion Sanders is an NFL Hall of Famer, and we all know he played Major League Baseball as well. Prime said he is ready to bring national recognition to JSU and HBCUs, and he is proud to be part of the JSU family. He said I now he it. will be addressed as Coach Prime. Thank you Coach very Prime. much. I'm, <laughs> going, to a game. I'm mm-hmm. going to a game. Junior, let's go to a game, baby. Let's go to a prime <laughs> yeah, time that game. That is so awesome. Man. That is so awesome that, that is he's big. a coach. That's big. Yeah, that's big at Jackson for him. State. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's big for mm-hmm. HBCUs. That's yeah. huge. That is so yeah. huge. Yeah. A figure like mm-hmm. Deion Sanders in the swag? Oh, what? That's what I'm saying, uh, Junior, in the swag? A Hall of Famer? A Hall of Fame? Oh. Where's Monica Barnes? That's, you know, our producer. That's her. That's her. Alumni. Alumni. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. He'll be coaching in the pros within five years. You think so? Oh, That's good. You think this I is- love it. Hey, man. Come on, man. Oh, okay. That boy got a world. He, he works so well with young people. He really yeah. does. Because yeah, he, he can does. relate to them. He has a gift. And, yeah. and, 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 and what are you going to say? I mean, this is a dude who did it at a level like nobody else. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's going to have their undivided attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's so, so wow. great, though. That is really cool. Yeah. Prime a beast, man. man. Prime, yeah. say, Prime say he ran through the cemetery coming home from school every day, and that's how he got fast. Yeah. Prime he is ran, a bad boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fort he re- Myers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He ran through your ass in the backyard. I didn't bring that up. In Dallas. I didn't bring that up. I didn't want to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, you did bring that. Well, since we bringing up foot races, you ain't want to race. You ought to quit racing. I think Junior... Junior kind of put you out the race game, and if we could oh, roll that stop. footage back of Carla. Roll that beat. <laughs> the disappointment. The disappointment. Carla <laughs> Neal, man. Roll it. Roll it, baby. Oh, roll this blankety lost. blank. What Tommy got you? Tommy, be back, Tommy. Oh, be back, Carla cussed me out. Carla cussed me out. Tommy, Tommy had been oh, a runner, I don't right? Hear Carla. Uh-huh. We didn't you know that. You know, me. Tommy, you 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 were telling us you was this track star, and I knew you couldn't beat prime time. I knew you had uh, lost no, your I, mind I, I when you said prime. that. <laughs> Everybody knew that. Yeah, yeah so and you then, went to Dallas, and then prime just smoked. Dusted. Dusting his dust. You were still in the block. He had took three steps. Yeah, he was gone. He was gone. It was over. Turf toe and all with Prime. Yeah. 
Yes. Brown then he wanted to race Junior. Then he wanted to race. And we bet Carla and I backed Tommy because we didn't know Junior had ran anything. He talked about football, oh, but he never Lord. talked about running. So what's next, yeah. Shirley? Me and you racing? What is it? What is it? She going to win. No, <laughs> I got too. all my money on Carla because your track record is shot. <laughs> if you say so. All you, right. you, you, right now, you, you, you owe for everything. <laughs> Z Steve can beat you with his you. knees. Girl. He can beat me too. Okay. Smoke right. his ass like a cigar. <laughs> I was so mad at you with that I junior. Know. I think I got that on my uh, phone. That actual race mm, on mm. my phone. Oh, boy. I ain't recovering from that. I got to find the prime time it. one, though. <clears throat> we got to find the prime Oh, that's on so YouTube, everybody. Oh, that's it. Oh, they're watching that one now. That's that's me and prime. That's on. That's That's prime. <laughs> Now would be a good time to watch it. Congratulations once again to Primetime, the new head of football coach at Jackson State uh, University. Yeah. And let yeah. me shout out Mississippi Monica and my cousin, Tony Shelvin, Jesus. who's alumna. He went to Jackson State. They are so, let me tell you something. JSU oh, yeah. Tigers, Sonic Boom. <laughs> All right, coming up next, <laughs> the nephew. <laughs> Mm. With today's gonna, prank gonna, phone call. Somebody going to beat me at this? <laughs> right after this. <laughs> but if it was running and pranking. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, when I say crazy, I mean crazy, okay? I mean crazy. Uh, right now, when the I nephew say crazy, is here. You say half a crazy, half a crazy. Uh-huh. Half a, <laughs> when I say that. crazy, you say half a crazy, half a crazy. I don't even know a, that's what the letter's if about. A, if it's a dude, what do we call him? Then we're going to do the same. Yeah. When I say crazy, you say half a crazy, half a same thing. dude? Yeah, same uh, dude, same all thing. Right. Right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us today, Neff? Bump and grind. Bump and grind. Let's go, cat. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach uh, Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Yeah, this is he. Hey, hey, can you hear me? Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Go ahead. Hey, hey listen. Um, turn the, hold on. Let me turn the radio down for a second. Go ahead. Hey, hey, listen. I live in, in uh, I live in an apartment building that you just moved into. Uh, I live in 21A, and you live above me uh, in 22A. Uh huh. I actually got your number from the leasing office. I told him I wanted to welcome you to the apartment building, man. But uh, I, I didn't want to really raise no eyebrows. But I was really calling about, you know, you know. First of all, let me go ahead and say welcome to the building, man. I hope that you and your your uh, is that your wife that lives with you. First of all, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. But uh, why would you need to have my number to do that? You could have just came and knocked on my door, man. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, what the reason why I mean I really called and got the number was kind of reach out to you, man. I don't be wanting to start no trouble with nobody or nothing like that. I be wanting to, you know, I want, I want my neighbors to be cool with me, and I want to be cool with my neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's cool. So I, I was reaching out, man, because you know the the noise, man. I was, I'm, uh, I work at night and I, I sleep during the day, man. But it seems like since you guys moved in, man, in the middle of the day, it's, it's you know, I, I mean, I, I know what it's like to have a lady. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're hearing noises coming from my place in the middle of the day? Right, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hearing, I, I'm, I'm guessing I'm hearing you making love to your lady, man. I mean, it's... Nah, nah, man, nah, nah. You know what it is? You might be hearing something from a 
I'm at work and my you know, my girl is there but she's on the computer, you know, she's looking for a gig right now. Hello? Okay, 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 wait a minute now. Sir, you live in apartment twenty two A, right? Yeah. Okay. See I live in twenty one A. Your your bedroom is above my bedroom. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You telling me that you hearing noises that sound like somebody's making love coming from my crib at this time of day and I'm not there and only my woman is there? Dude, man, you know, I get it. I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I, I appreciate you calling and, and, you know, neighbor and all that. Tell me where you said you went, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm man, look, I mean, you called me, all right? So let's get to the bottom of this one time. You saying you hearing this. What kind of news are you hearing exactly? Tell me. Hey, 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 you know what, man? This is probably just a big mistake. I mean, maybe she's just hanging some pictures or something, bro. I, hey, first, you know what? Let me know. No, 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 I apologize for all the pictures, man. We ain't even bought no pictures yet. I mean, you calling me like you hearing a jackhammer going off in my crib. What are you talking about, man? Hey, hey, man, listen, um, Marcus, I, I apologize. I apologize. I'm, 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 you know, I'm... No, 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 my man, you telling me I'm a man. You understand what I'm saying? I don't know what you are, but I'm a man. No, I, 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 it sound like somebody and now you telling me don't worry about it maybe you hey, hey man all i'm saying is maybe it's just a, a legitimate mistake i don't say maybe she hanging some pictures or moving some furniture or something like that no I, pictures I, man i keep telling you that ain't no pictures ain't nobody hanging it shouldn't be no noise coming from my crib <sighs> hey man i ain't trying to I ain't trying to start no trouble, man. Are you not starting some man? What you talking about? Hey, all I was calling about was trying to get a decent, decent rest, man. I, I work at night, bro. That's all I'm talking about, man. I'm not trying to. I don't give a if you want the graveyard shit. I don't care. You calling me, telling me about my crib that I just moved into. You hear noises? Ain't no going on like that. Now I don't even believe it. Oh, you got the right address. Where you live at, man? You live at man. Yes, man, in apartment 21A, and your place is above mine, man. Hold on, man, hold on, man, hold on. You pull this truck over, man. Hold on one second, man. Because you talking so Oh, dude, good. hey, man, look, I'm not I'm not trying to have no trouble, man. I'm not trying to have no trouble, man. man. I, you can't tell you working there, dude. I do 50 hours a week, man. I don't need to hear like this. Okay, okay, dog, I'm not, all I'm saying is, man, I thought... I thought you was making love to your your woman, man. That's what I thought. That's why I called you to ask y'all to keep the noise down. I ain't making love to my wife. I ain't even in my ass right now. I'm in my nigga. Trust that. He gonna hear this twenty one a, and I'm coming right to your crib to hear it. I ain't hearing from your crib. No, no, hold on, hold the hell up, dude. You're not coming to my apartment to hear nothing, man. I ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm with your. You don't know me. I ain't letting you in my house, man, about no man that you got going on upstairs. You got to control your woman, man. That ain't got nothing to do with me. What the I tell you nothing about my woman. You don't even know I know she been out there. I know she been out there weighing it out for the last two weeks between 12 and 2. I know that. You got You talking to Daniel, man. I'm coming to your you ain't coming to my apartment, man. I'm not it. Hey, man, listen. Uh-uh, no. I ain't got nothing to do with this. I'm telling you. You got trouble. I'm coming to your crib, man. 
Hey, I got one more thing I need to say to you, man. If you listen. From my crib. I ain't even home. I got one more thing I need to say, all right? All right? You better you be, listen. You better be telling me you opening the door. Are you listening? Yeah, I'm listening. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your homeboy. Wait a minute. Hold on. What the Between 12 and 2 now, if it ain't you, it ain't you. But I'm just yeah. saying, I'm telling you what I hear, okay? Oh, Between 12 man. and 2, he partner. The, he at the dope. He at the dope. He's mad at you, though, not his wife. What you mad what? at me for? I'm just, I'm just trying to get some sleep. That's all I want. I just You're want the messenger. Yeah, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. I just want to get a little rest. Not a messenger. Tommy, a lot of messages that got shot. That's where the that's where the phrase come from. Don't shoot don't the message. Shoot the message. Uh-huh. That's don't deliver the message. Lie to yeah. me. Hey man, if you look at movies like back in the uh, medieval days, where the dude would bring a message to the other uh-huh. king, they and they'll send the dude's head back in a basket. Yeah. yeah. That's where that came from. Don't kill the messenger. Uh. Uh. Okay. The king asked out. me to ride the note over there. The note will never make it. <laughs> never make it. <laughs> <laughs> they said no, king. Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, my strawberry letter. This subject, when I say crazy, I mean crazy. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Today is National Voter Registration Day. If your right to vote Uh, means anything to you, please make sure you're registered, okay? There are 42 days until the November 3rd election. Go right now to get registered. It only takes a couple of minutes. Go to vote.org, and you can also get your dates when you can early vote in your state, all right? Please do that today. This is National Voter Registration Day, vote.org. Go. go. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to switch gears here because it's time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Subject... When I say crazy, I mean crazy. What'd you say, Steve? Nothing, I was just saying it. Oh, oh. 
All right, here we go. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm a 38-year-old wife and mother of four beautiful daughters. My husband and I have been together for 18 years and married for 10. We have been living separately for the last three years because my husband accused me of cheating in the craziest way. Less than a year after our last daughter was born, he set up a tape recorder in our home to catch me cheating. He told me about the recording and then played the tape for me. All I heard was the baby's cooing and the little mermaid playing in the background. But my husband swore he heard sex sounds on the tape. Uh, He made copies of the tape and sent them to his family and a few of our friends. They were puzzled and advised me to watch him because he appeared to be coming unhinged. After that, he stopped sleeping and he started drinking heavily. He told me that our last child is not his and he started arguments daily about this imaginary boyfriend that I had. I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, so he never wanted me to leave the house. And if I did leave, uh, he would sniff my clothes for traces of cologne when I got home. I eventually called his mom and told her to come and get him because my older daughters were afraid of his erratic behavior. Since he's been living with his mom, he lost his job, got arrested, and was in legal trouble for a while. That was two years ago, and now he's back on his feet and has been in counseling for three months. He wants to come back home, but my daughters don't necessarily want him to. They are enjoying the peace and stability without him. Am I crazy to even consider taking his paranoid behind back? Please advise. Girl, not without some serious medical help, okay, from a board-certified psychologist or psychiatrist because of, um, I, I just say this, because of his daughters and how they feel, if his own daughters don't want him back in the house, I think this is a major problem. I mean, they are afraid of him. That's not good. He's their dad. Uh, the good news in this letter, I will say, is that um, that was two years ago. And after living with his mom, losing his job, like you say in the letter, getting arrested, being in legal trouble, he's back on his feet and has been in counseling for three months. So I would say this, there's hope. There might be a glimmer, glimmer of hope, a light at the end of the tunnel or something. But I wouldn't let him uh, back in the house with just three months of counseling. I mean, remember, come on, this man was sniffing your clothes. He sent out tapes to your family and friends. Even, uh, you know, they advised you uh, to watch him because he appeared to be coming unhinged. You got to take all that into consideration. You know, three months of counseling does whole lot. I I just wouldn't let him in with three months of counseling. I don't think you should um, disrupt your peaceful and stable home right now without some serious intervention from professionals. And um, hmm, let me remind you that he wants to come back. And this is not about what he wants. This is about you and the safety of your home, okay? And your kids. That's what I say. Steve? Well, this is going to be an interesting take I have. This 38-year-old wife, mother of four beautiful daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, been together for 18 years with your husband, married 10. Uh, They've been living separated for the last three years. The three years they ain't been together. Three years. That's a long time. Because your husband accused you of cheating in the craziest way. After the last daughter was born, he set up a tape recorder in our home to catch me cheating. He told me about the recording, then he played the tape for me. 
All I heard was babies cooing and the Little Mermaid playing in the background. All you heard in the tape was baby cooing. My question to you is, normally when y'all do make love, do you coo? And my question to her is, when they do make love, do she coo? I, I don't know, baby. If you've been doing baby talk in his ear, he has a case. Now, if, you're, if your specialty ain't been baby talk, then we have a damn problem. Now, the other thing is, when y'all do make love, do y'all play cartoon music? Because the Little Mermaid is playing in the background. Most grown-ups like Luther, Peebo, you know, H-Town, Knocking the Boots. You know, it's like several things you could play. You know, they 38, yeah. so, you know, you know, they listening to Joe, they say, Take my money. <laughs> you know, all this here. But y'all in here listening to the Little Mermaid. Now, your man is crazy. Yeah. Because he swore he heard sex sounds on the tape. Then he made copies of the tape, sent it to his family and friends. They done called you and say, careful, he's coming unhinged. Yeah. Mo, Hold on, I Steve. Come back. I know okay. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes Take after the hour. Money. Subject, <laughs> when I say crazy, I mean crazy. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. When I say crazy, I mean crazy, okay? <laughs> this dude have lost his rabid-ass mind to put a recorder in the house. <laughs> They've been married all these years, 18 years married for 10, four beautiful daughters. He done decided to record her and played the tape back. All you hear is baby cooing and some little mermaids in the background. But your husband swore that he heard sex sounds on the tape. So he made copies of the tape, sent them to his family and a few of our friends. They was puzzled. They advised you to watch him. Be careful, girl. You're going to be in the trash bag. Something wrong with him. He's coming unhinged. So after that, he started sleeping. Then he started drinking heavily. Then he told me that your last child ain't his. And he started arguments about his imagine about this imaginary boyfriend that I had. You was a stay-at-home mom, so he never wanted you to leave the house. And if he did, he would sniff my clothes for traces of cologne when I got home. Now, let me tell you something about clothes sniffing. Clothes okay. sniffing is not a trait of somebody who drinks. This huh? man then got on some drugs. Okay. This ain't drinking. This is no longer alcohol. And I'm going to show you how I know this. He started mm-hmm. sniffing clothes. Clothes mm-hmm. sniffing ain't drinking. That's a heavier drug. Now, he eventually called his mom and told her to come get him because the older daughters were afraid of his erratic behavior. He lost his job. He got arrested, was in legal trouble for a while. Them is drugs. That's not alcohol. Alcohol is different. Okay, and you know this how, sir? Because I know alcoholics. 
Oh, okay. I you know a do. lot of alcoholics. You do. Yeah. And then I know a lot of junkies. This is junkie behavior. Anyway. <laughs> he a junkie. <laughs> See, that was two years ago. Now he back on his feet. He been in counseling for three months. Counseling? Junkie. <laughs> AA, alcohol. Counseling, junkie. Oh, this is how you're figuring this stuff out. Oh, okay. okay. See, that's how you do it. He wants to come back home, but my daughters don't necessarily want him to. They're enjoying the peace and stability without him. And I say to you, ma'am, it's been three years. Yeah. It's been three years. You've done three years without this man. And he wants to come back home. Why? What now? What's different? Counseling. You need to find out about what the counseling is for. You need to get real serious about this. Because mm-hmm. your kids don't even want to back. When the ch- children got better sense than adults. <laughs> If the kids don't want to do back in the house, you have to consider that. Mm-hmm. You know, am I crazy to now. even yeah. consider taking his paranoia behind back? Paranoid. Alcohol does not produce paranoia. He's been on some type of drugs, lost his job, got into legal trouble. The man was on something else. Now, I don't know what he done put on the weed. You know, it's a little substance you can sprinkle on the weed. You know, ain't nobody dropping nothing in drinks. That's a whole nother high. If you're sprinkling stuff in a drink, you're on another high. If you're putting it on the weed, that's a different high. If you're taking pills. For someone who's never drank or taken drugs, you know a lot. (laughs) All my friends have been involved on a regular basis. I have recovering everything in my life. (laughs) Everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. I got partners. I can't have a glass of cognac round with my cigar because they'll lose their rabbit ass, man. Okay. Oh, dog, so you just going to drink? You know I'm I'm in AA. Okay, well, hey, dog, I forgot. My bad. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't know that I'd be so readily taken back. No. You've been separated three years. Three months versus three years is not long enough. I would let him come over and visit the kids, of course. See how that go for about a year before you even consider and see if you can get the man back. But he has to get rid of these thoughts that that ain't his child. He got to get rid of all these thoughts about who you sleeping with because cooing don't sound a lot like sex. If if it's just cooing, you're not having, that's not uh, adequate sex. <laughs> okay, that begs the question, what is adequate sex? What, well, what kind baby, of sounds cool. are you making? Uh-huh. That's not adequate sex. Adequate sex is. Oh, no, you didn't. You black, you big gorilla black spank. Spank my god. Hold up. Woo! Wait a minute. Don't stop. Get it, get it. Come on, big bastard. Get it I'll with see. it. <laughs> you, get, you get caught up, okay? Trick me. Reel it back <laughs> what? in. Reel it back in. Spank me like a pancake. <laughs> what? That's, that's yeah. adequate. That's when yeah. you 
say it's not cooing, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, we're we're beyond cooing now. All right, uh, thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. And please check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up in 46 minutes after the hour, Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, get ready. Junior is here with Sports Talk. All right, sure. talk. Yeah. Here we go. Still trending the Western Conference Finals. LeBron huh? James and Anthony Davis leading the LA Lakers with two nothing uh, lead over the Denver Nuggets. Two nothing. Did you say, did Tommy hear you? I said I, I was saying again for him it. that the, uh, LeBron James and Anthony oh, Davis two. and the Lakers with a two nothing lead over the hey, Nuggets. Did he say twenty five hundred? I said a number and you didn't agree to it. Okay. So what? Gonna, what you ain't going to do is act like we agreed on something. No. Okay, well, just Stop checking. that. No, yeah, you can check it any way you want to it check it. I know exactly what happened. Two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is y'all charity bet. So oh. is it on or not? No, the yeah. bet ain't on. The bet ain't on because he ain't never yeah. been. I, I didn't do enough money for him. You know, he didn't want to go up, and I didn't want to go. I wasn't going up. So, no. Oh. I, I, oh, so there's no bet. No. No, it's oh, not. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Kareem, Magic Bird, and Michael Jordan. And my, <laughs> let me tell you, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas said, he said that Kareem, Magic Bird, uh, Jordan, and himself had great college coaches. He said, look at our coaching tree. Look at our coaches in college. But LeBron James came right out of high school, so I refer to him as Einstein of basketball. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a nice compliment. Yeah, so, are we saying LeBron is well, going to be a, it's it's the greatest be of all time? The, the goat? It's, 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 it's going to be an argument. If this man <laughs> wins. Certainly ain't giving up Jordan. <laughs> I know. And, 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 yeah, and, and, and rightfully right. so. And rightfully, that's right. Rightfully <laughs> so. Six NBA championships. Yes. Thank you. With the same team, a great dynasty. But let me say this. If this man gets an NBA final mm-hmm. with three every team, team he goes to. That's three different teams. Jesus, yeah. man. He brought Ooh, that that's greatness is, by itself. That Ranger. is. That's epic. And I'm going to tell you something else. Jordan played 15 years. Mm-hmm. LeBron is in his 17th year. And yeah. playing at this level. Uh-huh. Yeah. No one in professional sports has ever played their sport for 17 years at this level right here. You still can't stop LeBron James, and no one can say he's slowed down. No, Goat. he has not. Goat. No, he has not. Did, did you think LeBron should have got the MVP this season up? Uh, I don't know. You oh, know God. That, Greek, that Greek or cold, Oh, yeah, the boy, Greek man. freak got it. That Greek is yeah. cool. Oh, he cold now. He ain't yeah, no he, need yeah. The Greek yeah. cold, dog. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, some sad news to report from the music world. Pamela Hutchinson One of the singers of the iconic group, uh, The Emotions, passed away from health challenges she had been battling for years. The Emotions were one of the most influential female groups of all time. The Hutchinson sisters posted a statement on their Facebook page. Now our beautiful sister will sing amongst the angels in perfect peace. 
The Emotions may be best known for their song Best of My Love and their collabo with Earth, Wind & Fire, Boogie Wonderland, of course. Uh, Steve, we're, we're all mo- music lovers on this show. Um, t- talk a little bit about The Emotions' legacy, if you will. I mean, you know, you're talking about one of the great female vocal groups of all mm-hmm. time who was introduced by Earth, Wind & Fire. Yeah. Mm. Earth, Wind, and Fire introduced them on Boogie Wonderland. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were met from Earth, Wind, and Fire back when Earth, Wind, and Fire used to have one female in the group. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then Maurice took the female out the group because it was a distraction, you know, because she was oh, fine. Okay. Uh-huh. So Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> always had an affinity for female vocalists. Mm-hmm. And when they ran into the emotions, they introduced them on Boogie Wonderland. And then they spun them off after that. You can hear the emotions on a couple of Earth, Wind & Fire songs before they broke. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. harmony, mm-hmm. they harmony man was just, yes. them girls right there. They, mm-hmm. they, them girls could blow, man. Don't ask my neighbors. Oh, yes. Don't ask my neighbor. This is uh, music right here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Boy. That's them right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's that harmony. You ever heard this before, Junior? Um, no. Nah. Um, oh. um, if you can um me, you can hear me. I heard it, Tommy, but I was in the Steve is having a moment. Sing, girl. Yes. You dance and shake a leg. Dance. Ow! We're on Zoom. Uh-uh. Look at that. Oh, he's spanking. He's spanking. Sit down. He looks like it's twerking, but it's... Oh, now he's twerking. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't even know Steve could twerk. I'm so glad people can't see us. This is radio. Oh, they would want to see Steve Harvey twerking. Boy, you don't even understand. (laughs) Oh, it'll be up on Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it will be. Oh, we got you. (laughs) Y'all better not put that up. I swear to God, boy, there won't be, won't be no more damn show. We're going to fire everybody. everybody. You put that up. You put that up and see what happens. Oh, man. Tell Dawn right now. Man. Emotions, baby. Yes, musical legend. So much beautiful music from them. And our condolences, of course, go out to the Hutchinson family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ever seen them in, com- uh, in concert? Boy, boy, ask me nothing like that. Here's a real question. How, much, how much what concert cost? Turn up. Turn up. He said, turn up. He got to think. <laughs> Cut the music off, dog. <laughs> yeah. you talking about, boy, you talking about setback money now. No, okay, I'm just asking how much it cost back then Boy, to go to a okay, concert. Okay, R- Richfield Coliseum, dog. Uh-huh. In Cleveland. Oh, up in the back. Uh, 
up in the back. Because you wasn't on the front row. That's second, third tier, Carla. 2350. Yeah. Flow seats. God, dog. To be continued, we'll talk about the themes when we come back. More of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve, when we left off, we were uh, talking about, um, of course, um, Pamela Hutchinson of The Emotions passed away, and then we got into some uh, concert talk. Junior asked you, had you seen them in concert? And Tommy asked you, how much did concert tickets cost back then? So let's take it from there, because I, I asked 20 you. 20 dollars. Yeah. yeah. $23, dog. And I said that was almost That's $50 because you top. had to. Yeah, and then I said yeah, it was almost 50 because you had to take seats, a date. What? Well, a date? date. <laughs> yeah, but you said. $23 date? You went by yourself to the concert? I'm not understanding. I, I well, imagine. see, I had to go because yeah. the girls I was dating didn't want to do the themes, see. What was the what theme? Mean, see, I went to the, the concert in theme. Like when I went to see LTD, mm-hmm. that's when all of them wore capes. You're mm-hmm. a silhouette. Split you don't have to sing it. We know. So you, so you. I love oh, to remember, <laughs> though it helps me through these hours I spend away from you. Uh-huh. People right. wonder how I do it. Oh, but ain't nothing to it. I got to wear the cape that they had on the album cover. Now the girl oh. I want, Patricia Turner, she ain't want to wear no cape. Okay, well your ass can't go there. You're <laughs> <laughs> not on board with the theme. <laughs> because, see, I'm up top while the while I come back and tell you all this. All right, all right, all right. More, more of this when we come back on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, you were at the con- you were saying you were going to the concert and you you didn't take a date because they didn't want to do things. Just Turner didn't want to wear the cape. This, well, I'm wearing the themes, so I got purple cape on. Platform, so I'm down. Why did you have to wear what the album cover was? Why, why you just couldn't wear some clothes? Why did you? Oh, have why would I not? Or some jeans? <laughs> jeans? Why would I not? To the let, concert? Let me ask you this. But wait, let me ask you this. Were you the only one in the audience with the theme? Oh hell no! Oh hell no! Oh. Hell no! Oh, oh, oh hell no. no! But ain't nobody oh. out theme me though. Okay. <laughs> I was creating. Okay, okay, had a sister that could sew. So I bought an 18 20 ticket. I'm up at the top. I'm jamming till the till the first act go off. Cause black people got there by the by the act, cause it was hot, concert was hot. So when the first act go off and the headliner come on, that's when I go downstairs. And I, I done watch until I see, you know, a flow seat open. So you I get out there by the aisle, you ain't, you and then I'm no doing seat. like this in the aisle until yeah, I see an opening. Then I just uh-huh. slide on through. And I was cool, so everybody go, come on, little bro. And I get right in there, uh-huh. little man. I see you, boy. I got your cape uh-huh. on. Yeah. And now I'm, like, nah, I'm on the floor. And then, see, uh-huh. ain't no girl wanting to do all that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a they lot. So I don't need no more. For the seat. Got it. Um, yeah, and I don't want to be looking at her eyes. This Earth, Wind, and Fire, LTD, I saw the Commodores like that. Oh, dog. Uh-huh. What no does your cape look. look like, though? That's what I'm trying Just to like the one on the album. Because <laughs> his sister though? made it. Listen, Tommy, listen. Hell, you talking about had a phoenix on it. 
So, okay, so Steve, you told us a story one time about you went to a concert, you had a feather in your head. Who, who, who that was Earth, Wind & Fire. That, oh. that was Earth, Wind & Fire. Tell us when they came that. out in the TPs. Earth, Wind & Fire had a concert where these TPs <laughs> came out, and then when the TPs disappeared, Earth, Wind & Fire was standing right there, and I'd be damned. They had on vests with moccasins and, and, uh-huh. uh, and suede pants with shingles on them. I had uh-huh. the vests on. The, the uh-huh. suede vest, mine wasn't real suede, though. It was ultra suede. Mm-hmm. I got it at a fabric store. <laughs> and I had the big fro with the bandana tied around my head like Jimi Hendrix. And I had the feather uh-huh. in the side of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, you would fly with it. I look so just like Did you take pictures of this dog? Do you have pictures of this dog? You, dog, dog, back then you had to have phones. a big-ass camera. I know. Yeah. You know. You had a big-ass camera back then. You can't count no damn Polaroid to the show. I ain't got no pockets on my vest for that. <laughs> oh Come on, God. man. Cameras okay. was big as hell back then. You had hell, man. I got it, big dog. I got it. <laughs> All right, Steve, coming up, uh, it's our last break of the day. <sighs> last break of the day. And you'll have some closing remarks for us at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're a silhouette of splendor. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we are, guys, our last break of the day. And we have to remind everyone, don't forget, make sure you tune in tomorrow morning because Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden will be our very special guest. We're so happy to have him. That'll be at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central. Don't miss it. Joe Biden, right here, right here. So excited. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, we're getting down to it. I'm going to ask him what uh, him and uh, Senator Kamala Harris's plan is for black America. Uh, People keep asking that question. And, you know, it's so hard for people to single out a group of people, but we're in a culture now that's asking to be singled out, to become aware of some very, very unique problems that we have as uh, people of color in this country. Uh, I was watching uh, a show on on the NBA, and Carrie Champion was hosting it on, on ESPN, and it was about race. And I don't know the white guy's name, but he's a reporter. He did a full report on how he feels as a white person in this country and what he's learned from black people doing this movement. It was so extremely compelling because he said, even though I'm not black, how would I feel if this were happening to me over and over and over again? And it really made sense. And then they had uh, the woman on who I don't know her name but an older lady who was a teacher who did the study. There's a video out of her asking a room full of whites. Raise your hand if you would trade places and accept the behavior that's happening, accept the treatment that's happening to black people. Stand up. And none of the whites stood up. Say her name again. Jane Elliott. That's her. And then she said, no, wait, I'm sorry. Maybe you misunderstood the question. I said, All of you that are white, stand up if you would trade places with black people and receive the treatment of black people. 
and they didn't stand up. He said, she said, well, none of you stood up. So obviously you must know how they're being treated and you and you wouldn't want it to happen to you. There's some compelling conversations that's happening now, but nothing is more compelling than the message that's being sent from the White House administration that currently uh, holds uh, rank over there in the White House. The Trump administration is clearly sending the message loud and clear to black people that we don't care about you at all. We don't give a damn why you're protesting. We don't care what Black Lives Matter to you. We will not mention Black Lives Matter because to us, it doesn't matter. And as President Trump said, you all must be drinking the racism Kool-Aid because he thinks it's a drink that's concocted by liberals and, 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 and socialists. Racism is not from liberals and socialists. Racism is very, very real. But we have a president who will not address racism because he won't admit that it exists. You can't call, you can't, you can't fix a problem that you won't identify as a problem. So if this man thinks there is no racism, what's there to fix? He just simply wants to get back get America back to where it was when it was great again. When was that for us? When was it better for us than it is today? And today ain't really good. Look at what happens to us all year long during the pandemic, which is what spurred the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm saying all of this because I'm trying to find a new way to get to you. We have to vote. We have to vote. You have to be sick and tired of this. I don't understand as a black person how you can sit here and try to sit this one out when clearly you have the power to change this election. Black people can decide it. I heard uh, a Latino guy say that Latinos can determine this election. Do you know he's right? Do you know he's absolutely correct? Because if either one of us went out and voted in masses, we could change the election. Now, suppose black and brown people felt the exact same way, which I don't see how we don't. They kill us when they pull us over by the police. A lot of us are dying at the hands of the police, unjustifiably. They've taken your DACA programs. They're building walls. I don't know what else he can say to brown people that he ain't clearly saying to black people. I just don't know what else can be said, folks. How else do you have to hear it? What, what? What do you need to get talked into voting? Stop saying your vote don't count. Your vote don't count when you don't cast it. That's the vote that don't count. The vote that doesn't count is the vote that don't get cast. We've got to vote. NBA players are begging you to vote. Major League Baseball players are begging you to vote. Race car drivers, Lewis Hamilton is begging you to vote. He don't even stay here. The doggone soccer leagues are begging you to vote. Everybody's begging you to vote. I'm begging you to vote. If you want to show them that black lives matter, prove it by voting. I'm telling you, nothing will send a more clear message from politics from now on, then if we come out in serious numbers and vote 
and affect this election. They know where the votes are coming from. They know how to pre. They count the precincts, y'all. We can send a message to Washington, D.C. that will resonate for years if we just get out and vote, damn it. Vote. Period. We have, this is serious, y'all. Drop the mic, Steve. Haven't said that in a long time. Throw it in the flow. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.